It's Tuesday, September 24th. Welcome to Skim This. We're breaking down the most complex stories of the day and giving you the context on why they matter. The UN General Assembly kicked off today, and all eyes were on President Trump's speech, which was pretty different from what the head of the UN is calling for. Then, the decision to advise Her Majesty to prorogue Parliament was unlawful. UK Prime Minister Boris Johnson is flying home tonight to a brutal defeat. And finally, a report from Greater Adria, which you may have actually been to before. We're here to make your evening smarter. Let's skim this. Today's episode is brought to you by ZipRecruiter. The most-watched story today unfolded at the UN General Assembly in New York, where nearly 200 foreign leaders are gathered this week under one roof. Full House. The General Assembly is called to order. Think of the General Assembly as kind of like a status update, a peek into how leaders plan to tackle the world's problems, which are pretty serious. So we're going to get into the big speeches today from the head of the UN and President Trump and the ways they want to address the world's challenges. UN Secretary General Antonio Guterres kicked off this year's General Assembly with a speech. He's not like the most powerful politician in the world. He's technically accountable to every country in the UN. So think of him as a doctor. And his speech today was the world's yearly checkup. And today's was a pretty grim diagnosis. He warned about the climate crisis and told countries to transition away from fossil fuels. On migration, he said that borders were closing and that the rights of migrants needed to be protected. He said that authoritarianism is very big right now and that everyone from journalists to environmental activists to humanitarian workers is under attack. So big picture issues. But he also said there was a major storm cloud on his radar, the showdown between the US and China, even though he didn't mention them by name. The world splitting in two with the two largest economies on hers, creating two separate and competing worlds, which with their own dominant currency, trade and financial rules, their own internet and artificial intelligence capacities, and their own zero-sum geopolitical and military strategies. Guterres actually warned that the world might be falling into a great fracture and called for countries to work together. About an hour later, President Trump took the stage, and he saw things a little differently. Trump's big theme this year was sovereignty, and that when countries tackle issues individually, they're actually better off than when they work together. Wise leaders always put the good of their own people and their own country first. The future does not belong to globalists. The future belongs to patriots. The future belongs to sovereign and independent nation. Some other differences? While Guterres has encouraged countries to cut fossil fuel production to save the planet, Trump touted that... The United States is now the number one producer of oil and natural gas anywhere in the world. Whereas Guterres warned countries against closing their borders to migrants, Trump said... Each of you has the absolute right to protect your borders. And so, of course, does our country. And on that great U.S.-China feud that Guterres warned about, Trump said, I'm in it to win it for the U.S. Hopefully we can reach an agreement that will be beneficial for both countries. But as I have made very clear, I will not accept a bad deal for the American people. 
So what's the skim? Today at the UN General Assembly kickoff, President Trump promoted America first as a model for how other world leaders should operate. But he's not alone in that thinking. For example, the president of Brazil has been taking heat from world leaders about how his government is dealing with the fires in the Amazon. Today, he told them, back off, and that the rainforest belongs to Brazil. He said that it's not a global resource or the lungs of the world. And finally, even though today is arguably about global issues, domestic issues crept in. Before his speech, Trump was asked about reports that he withheld aid from Ukraine. Trump's under fire for reportedly pressuring Ukraine to investigate his potential 2020 challenger, former Vice President Joe Biden. The scandal has suddenly pushed a lot more Democrats in Congress to call for an impeachment inquiry into the president. It's a witch hunt. Uh, I'm leading in the polls. They have no idea how they stop me. The only way they can try is through impeachment. This afternoon, Trump said he'll release the transcript of his call with the Ukrainian president. And right now, Dems are meeting behind closed doors on whether to move forward on an impeachment inquiry. Any minute now, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi will make an announcement. So, heads up. Another world leader dealing with trouble at home? UK Prime Minister Boris Johnson. More on that after the break. Hiring can be a slow process, but it doesn't have to be. ZipRecruiter's technology finds people with the right experience and invites them to apply to your job. It's no wonder four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. And right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free at our web address, ZipRecruiter.com approach. That's ZipRecruiter.com A-P-P-R-O-A-C-H. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. While Boris Johnson was at the UN General Assembly today, across the pond, his government was dealt a proper blow. The decision to advise Her Majesty to prorogue Parliament was unlawful. This morning, the UK Supreme Court ruled that Johnson had broken the law. And it all comes down to Brexit. Remember, last month Johnson decided to prorogue or suspend Parliament for more than a month. So they would get back to work right before the next big Brexit deadline on Halloween. Essentially giving everyone a lot less time to come up with a deal before Brexit. A no-deal Brexit. Which Johnson has said he's cool with. But this is something a lot of economists are freaking out about. Members of parliament were not happy with Johnson going pro-rogue on them. And his party had enough defectors that they even lost their majority. Johnson called for snap elections in October. To try again, you know, start fresh. But before they left for recess, parliament passed a law saying they can't leave the EU without a deal. They also rejected the idea of snap elections and they kept speaking out against the suspension. One activist even filed a legal challenge against the decision, but the High Court in London rejected it. Then it turns out that the top civil court in Scotland was taking up a similar case. And two weeks ago, they said Johnson's move was unlawful, that Johnson was just trying to stop Parliament from debating Brexit, and that he even misled the Queen to make it happen. Whoa there. See, to suspend Parliament, Johnson had to ask the Queen for permission which she gave. She didn't really have a choice, it's tradition. So when Johnson asked her to suspend Parliament for procedural reasons, the courts implied that he misled her. Some lawmakers say that he flat out lied. Anyway, today, the UK Supreme Court had to decide whether to uphold these lower court rulings. The London High Court's ruling or Scotland's ruling? The dueling rulings. The Supreme Court's president decided Scotland has it and that the suspension was wrong. Why? 
because it had the effect of frustrating or preventing the ability of Parliament to carry out its constitutional functions without reasonable justification. Today's decision means everyone's got to come back to work tomorrow. So is Johnson. He's flying home tonight. But it's reportedly unclear if he'll speak in tomorrow's session. But he did speak this morning, during a joint press conference with President Trump in New York. We respect the judiciary in our country. We respect the, uh, the court. Uh, I, I disagree profoundly uh, with what they had to say. Johnson says Brexit will still happen on October 31st. But since no deal is no longer an option and Parliament has to sign off on whatever the deal is, it's not clear how the next five weeks will go. And people aren't too pleased with Johnson. Some members of Parliament are calling on him to resign. Johnson has said he won't. But if he did, he'd be the shortest serving prime minister in the history of the United Kingdom. Today is one of the most important days of the year. Yes, it's the season premiere of This Is Us, but it's also National Voter Registration Day. For the last seven years, it's been observed on the fourth Tuesday of every September. It's time that way to make sure no one misses their chance to register to vote in the next big election. If you're thinking, one vote doesn't make that big of a difference, think again. In 2017, a Virginia House of Delegates race ended in a tie. The winner of that race also determined which party controlled the chamber. So, high stakes. Officials ended up pulling the winner's name randomly, out of a film canister. In 2006, a tie for a seat in Alaska State House was decided by a coin toss. And a 2002 tie for a Nevada County Commissioner was decided by which candidate pulled the higher playing card. They both pulled jacks. So, the jack of spades won. There are so many stories like this. And voting matters in elections of all sizes. So if you're a U.S. citizen who's eligible to vote but not registered, you have no excuse. Do it now. Right now. Head on over to theskim.com slash 2020 for all the info you need. And send it to your friends, too. The elections are right around the corner, and you don't want to miss out on the opportunity to have your voice heard. Before we go today, we've got a fun fact coming to you from underneath Europe. Like physically underneath Europe, where researchers have recently discovered a lost continent called Greater Adria. It's like Atlantis, but real. Greater Adria is the size of Greenland and is currently buried underneath what is now Italy, Greece, and the Balkans. Researchers believe it broke off from North Africa around 140 million years ago. It's actually not the first lost continent to be found. Two others were discovered in 2017. But the next time you're standing in Southern Europe, maybe sipping a glass of Prosecco, just think, technically, you're on two continents. How's that for being well-traveled? And that's all for Skim This. Thanks for listening and make sure you subscribe and leave a review. For more Skim, you can check out our premium content by downloading our app or get our free morning newsletter by subscribing at theskim.com. It's everything you need to know to start your day right in your inbox. 